0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes.
1: Eternal impact.
0: Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will empty all Welcome back to the podcast. We're looking at Acts chapter 7 in this episode. Edwin, what's our text? We're going to start in verse 23. I am reading from the English Standard Version.
1: When he was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand. But they did not understand. And on the following day he appeared to them as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons.
0: So we are reading again from this sermon that Stephen preached. The context is really more of a defense in a trial. He is standing before the Sanhedrin Council, the leadership of the Jews there in Jerusalem. He's answering some charges, one of which is that he has been teaching against the customs of Moses, Moses by name. And so as he is speaking now, he does give due attention to Moses as he is presented in the scriptures and the history. Of the Jews, the good and the bad, like that one time when Moses killed somebody. Bad, yeah. And so, giving all of the giving all of the story of Moses to make some points, uh, it, it brings us to this. I think there's a really interesting contrast
1: found in this sermon. We over the last two days we've talked about the fact that. Stephen strings together some stories, and, and while he's stringing those stories, there are two streams of thought. One is of the people right. that God used, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Joshua,
0: David, Solomon. One, a, lot, a lot of attention on Moses. But me. a lot of attention on Moses,
1: yes, yeah. yes, a lot of attention on Moses. The other stream is the places mm-hmm. where God met with those people, Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia. Yeah. Uh, Haran, Egypt, right. even, yeah. and then the tabernacle that was not initially in Jerusalem, but even though these yeah. places aren't mentioned by name, there's if you know the history, there's that reference when he brings up Joshua, Shiloh, Bethel, Kirith, Jerim, and then finally the temple. Mm-hmm. So we've got these two streams uh, taking place here. Within the midst of these streams, there's a couple of contrasts that I find really profound, and one of them starts in this passage that we just read, where as he's talking about Moses, and you said he's brought up the good, the bad, and the ugly, and this is the bad and the ugly right here that sure Moses, enough. he supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. It's interesting here in, in this verse, it is God is going to give salvation by the hand of Moses. And in that attempt, it did not work. What I find fascinating is as we when we get to verse 35, this Moses, whom they rejected, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge, this man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. Now, complete disclosure, uh, the word "hand" is not the same word in the Hebrew, uh, in the Greek here. In the Greek here, it's not mm-hmm. the same word, and it's not the word the same word in the Hebrew back in the Old Testament. So, so I get that there's not just this direct play on words, but the meaning is here, and the intent is here, and I really appreciate the English Standard Version bringing out this this contrast that at the beginning it was Moses supposing that. Is uh, Moses supposing that Israel, I'll get it out here in a second, Israel would be delivered by Moses' hand. Right. When they're actually delivered, it's Moses delivering them by the hand of the angel, mm-hmm. which, of course, this angel here is a representative of the messenger of the Lord at the very least, possibly a, a picture of the Lord himself as the deliverer bringing this message. But it's still that idea of God's hand versus Moses' hand. Moses' hand didn't work. God's hand works.
0: There's a couple of times in the life of Moses uh, where we see, even though he is described as the most humble man who ever lived, there is a couple of times uh, where where he strikes out, it seems, um, with some pride or some arrogance, assumption to say the least. One is in the early days here when he takes it upon himself to go and kill an Egyptian. You know, yeah, I'm going to be God's man. I'm going to deliver these people. Revolution. Uh, But we see here, and Stephen records, that just all blew up in his face. He runs for his life. He becomes a fugitive. Uh, Again, later in his life, uh, when the people keep... complaining about him and the and the need at that time uh, is that we need water here. And God tells him to go and to speak to a rock and God would provide water out of this rock. But instead of speaking to the rock, Moses takes a rod in his hand and says, must we bring water forth? And he strikes that rock twice. Um, again, gets using, in trouble. using his own hand. Uh, and in that case, uh, the the sentence is he will not lead the children of israel into the promised land and of course
1: what you're bringing out there is again here's moses from at the very beginning has this struggle and it pops up again later but overall moses has this great growth curve yes. in and surrender to the lord and one of the fascinating things about that moses is not allowed to enter the promised land i remember being in a class one time though where somebody pointed out to me do you know the next time we get to see moses though he dies the next time we see him The Transfiguration. The Mount of Transfiguration. And I doubt on the Mount of Transfiguration that Moses was complaining about, hey, I didn't get to go into the promised land. So what a powerful picture. We see Moses still struggling even sometimes in his age with the same problems he had at his youth. But there's this great growth curve by the grace of God. But in both of those situations, we still see the contrast.
0: Hand Hand. of Moses. He's
1: acting with his hand. Versus hand of God. Exactly. And the hand of Moses doesn't work. The hand of God does. Yep. There's another interesting contrast in this text. This is not about Moses and his hand, but it is a contrast about the hands of man. We find in Acts chapter 7 and verse 40, let's see here, verse 47, 48. It was Solomon who built a house for him, yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, mm. a reference to the temple. Mm-hmm. And what Stephen highlights here is you take that temple over there. That is something that we constructed with our hands. Mm-hmm. But this is a jab. This is a jab from Stephen because earlier in the sermon, in verse 41, he had talked about a golden calf. And he had said that when the people worshiped the golden calf, they worshiped the product of their own Hands, Mm -hmm. Their own hands Mm -hmm. had made that golden calf. And so now when he brings up the temple again, he says, this is the work of our own hands. He's making a jab and an accusation against the Israelites. The ones who had accused him of speaking against the place, Mm -hmm. he says, no, I'm going to make an accusation of you. You are making of this temple the exact same thing that the Israelites on Mount Sinai made of that gold. You have turned it into an idol. Whoa. But God does not dwell in a dwelling place made by hands. And then, and we mentioned this yesterday, he quotes that Isaiah 66 passage. Right, right. Where God then says himself, what kind of house can you build for me? Mm-hmm. Heaven is my throne. Earth is my footstool. So you, your guys' hands cannot build a house for me. And then he says, did not my hands make all these things? Mm-hmm. God's hands have created all things, which actually, again, it's amazing. There, there's so many subtle plugs and, and links and and connections here. This really is a reminder of what David prayed when he was preparing for the temple, because David, when he was preparing for the temple in 1 Chronicles 29, he prays to God that God would bless the collection that they've they've offered. But then he says, who are we? Who are we that we can offer such as this? you are the God who makes wealthy. You are the God who gives power and strength. You are the God who provides that. In fact, everything that we are giving you right now, we only have it because you gave it to us. Every bit of this came from your hand. Anyway, what we see from all of this is the contrast of my hand versus God's hand. And this is where I can stumble and fall, Andrew. I can and have too often put faith in myself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Put faith in what I can do, in what I can build, in what I can accomplish. And and I've done it in two directions. Sometimes it's here's this thing I've already done and I think I've done something really amazing. Boy, that sermon, I that that one not all of them, but that one, that was a home run. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or or you know, here's this blog post or this podcast. Or or I studied with somebody and they were baptized. And if I'm not careful I can think about my part in all of that and all, you know, oh, I'm I'm important. Look at what my hand caused. What I have to remember is, no, these are just, I'm just a servant serving through opportunities that God has given. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I can make that mistake looking back, but sometimes I can make that mistake looking ahead and I get all wound up in what I have to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I've got so much to do. I've got so much work to do. It's all, it's all depends on me. This church is only going to grow. If I work really hard, this church is only going to grow. If I preach the right sermons, these people are only going to be baptized if I'm the one studying with them. And that's putting faith in my hands. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And what Stephen is highlighting God's hand. Mm-hmm. God's hand.
0: Well, that's just really something to to digest and take hold of there, that we don't want to make ourselves into idols and more that we are. Mm-hmm. And obviously, too, we see here this tendency, Stephen uh, challenges them with, a tendency to turn things into idols and maybe even good things in and of themselves.
1: The temple was a good Uh, thing.
0: The temple was a good thing. had a purpose. did come from God, after all. uh, And they had taken something good, twisted it around, corrupted it, uh, made it uh, more important than it should have been, made it more important than God. And what a cautionary tale there. Uh, to consider blessings that have been given us from God's hand, good things in and of themselves, but to value them more than we should, get things out of priority, begin worshiping the gifts instead of the giver. Mm. I mean, we, we can fall into to similar troubles today. And, and, you know, I would hope, I would hope that even in, uh, you know, a podcast like this, that really does bring us to some reflection we would have an attitude that says, you know what, I want to get right with God. I really want to think about this and make some changes. As opposed to the reaction of the Sanhedrin council, which was, Excellent point, Stephen. Um, we're going to kill you now. <laughs> Please don't kill the messenger
1: today. Yeah, don't kill
0: the messenger today. In
1: fact, rather than rather than deciding that you're going to kill the messenger, what we'd really like is an email.
0: Shoot us an email. <laughs> this is why we get emails.
1: <laughs> Shoot us an email. Let us know what your questions are about the book of Acts. Let us know what you're learning from the text. We, we'd we really love to hear that. We might be able to do a bonus episode sometime just with some questions and responses and some things we're learning from you guys. It would be awesome to be able to do that. Text talk at ChristianFast. ChristiansMeetHere.org. There's more information about that in the show notes. Let's wrap up with a prayer, Andrew.
0: Our great God and Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you that we could look at these scriptures from Acts 7 and to be mindful, Father, of our hands and your hands. And our hands are small and finite and cannot, but your hands are great and infinite and they can and they do. Help us, Father, to trust you and follow you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.